What up? I'm Gray. Hello, it's Arnold. And you're listening to Very That, a podcast that serves as therapy for two queer second generation brown millennial friends using anecdotes, storytelling, and a little bit of dark humor to make sense of the world and ourselves and talk about the heavy topics of life while still keeping it light and fun. Girl, what are you doing? Were you gnawing on something? What is happening? It's a hair. They're good for your eyes. Well, well, we're past that, girl, with your prescription. (laughs) (laughs) I thought since the ASMR thing we did last time was such a hit, we could take it in a different direction. And it's just me chewing while I'm talking, which is great to listen to, right? Yeah. um, How about we table that and not do that at all? Whatever. I already finished these cards. So, So what's up, girl? We haven't done this in a bit. How is she living? Um, she's living her best carefree life by not giving a fuck about any of this bullshit that's been going on in her world. Hmm. And when I say bullshit, I'm talking about like the type of shit where you thought that you had everything planned out and you had like, you're going on a trip, you had everything packed, and then you get there, you realize you didn't pack your underwear or your toothbrush. And so now you're fucked. Dirty ass and a dirty mouth. They don't got a CVS in Colorado. I mean, I'm not actually going on a trip. I just feel like <laughs> thus is life. Thus is life. Prepared, but somehow still ill-prepared. <laughs> <laughs> on brand, yeah. yeah. But how's her head? You know, no complaints, but there are some concerns. <laughs> so it's just like light raking um but she's been a little frantic lately frantic frantic yes yes yeah so it just it just feels like okay so like you know how sometimes you sleep through your alarm and it's like an hour later and then you wake up and it's like an hour later after your alarm i don't really appreciate you trying to expose me on our own podcast you stupid bitch So it feel like I've been feeling like that a lot. Like it's an hour after my alarm. I'm just waking up, staring at my phone, and it's just a mix of emotions of just like disbelief, frustration, embarrassment, and just like fuck. But I feel that about my entire life. Oh. I feel very late for my life, if that makes sense. Late to the party. Late to the party. That's so, such brown, brown time. Brown time. It's never on time. No, never on time. So that's kind of what I want to dig into today. I want to dig into that feeling. Those like intrusive thoughts that really challenge your sense of worthiness. Oh, the ones that just gnaw at the back of your neck. Just, Not in a good way either. You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't ask for this gnawing but your dad did. (laughs) And we are back. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to explore this feeling of worthiness, and we're just going to hop into that car because we're going to take a long-ass road trip with a Solanus who likes to creep up into your ear and tell you, you ain't shit, you ain't worth it, and we're going to tell you guys how we deal with her and tell her to sit the fuck down and drop her off. Because we ain't handle on that today. Can I just say, I love that we've personified our anxiety as Alanis Morissette. I just... <laughs> like, my first instinct would be, like, call her something very, like, in the Karen vein. But, like, worse. Like, Deborah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alanis is just... It's just her naked in the street screaming at us. Which... The, the metaphor works. It just works so well. I know, it's kind of me. ironic. Don't you think? <laughs> Everyone has signed off now. <laughs> <laughs> they were never here in the first place. Ugh. You know what, though? I'm a little thirsty. So I think before we jump into that, mm. we should take a little sip from these straws, Mama, and get into this astrology. Delightful. Delightful. Let's get into this. Um, so once again, I'm reading for Scorpio, um, which no one really asked, but I'm telling you. And <laughs> today, my uh, co-star is telling me, Your hurt feelings are real, but keep them in proportion. 
Bitch, how the fuck? I don't have a goddamn measuring cup. This shit is, thy cuppeth overfloweth with fucking hurt feelings all the damn time. I'm a Scorpio. I just don't show it. So I guess, thanks. Appreciate that for nothing. I guess. Yeah. All right. So mine, again, reading for Leo. And mine says, an idea can turn into dust or magic depending on the talent that rubs against it. Uh, so mine, mine's just calling me a hoe. <laughs> you got to use well, both hands and the mouth. That's the trick. You know what I mean? Or a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> so quick story. Arnold has never seen, is it Angelique or Angel's grapefruit technique on Angel. YouTube? Angel's grapefruit technique on YouTube. And if you have any other, I would just say, get oh. with it, bitch. Like, come on. If you're not grapefruit and you're man, if you aren't hollowing out a piece of citrus and using that as a supplemental tool to your blowjob, girl, you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired. Innovation. Can I do the sound? Can I do the... Oh. I, I thought we said no to any ASMR. It's just two minutes of that. It's a great I, video. It's like, I mean, innovation. I will give it to her. She walked so the cock destroyers could run. Okay. And we all knew that. And These we all nuts. need to recognize it too. Okay? Trailblazer. Trailblazer. A pioneer in her field. Citrus fruit on a dick? We never thought of it. Who would have thought? I've just been sitting on them this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole bag of cuties. I just shove it. <laughs> I pop them out like a vending machine. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, welcome to bury that. So let's let's stop this train that's already gone off the rails and let's get back. Let's get back to what are we talking about again? Self worth. Do you have any? No. But will you get some? Mm, maybe. <laughs> If you just shove them up, self-worth being the cuties and the metaphor, oh. and just keep plopping them up there. Yep. But let's get into it. We're going to get into it. So I want to ask you. So we're going to get into this. All right. So when this, when our Alanis is up in our ear, backseat driving, she's she's being a loudmouth. What does your Alanis say to you? What does my Alanis say to me? Well, first of all, this bitch is a weightist because she always got something to say about my body and how I look and how that drives my value and my worth in this world. Mm. So it's a lot of, <clears throat> sorry, can I, did I, can I, can I ask you something? Did I tell you about the time I lost, um, not a hundred pounds, not 110, <laughs> not 120, not 130 but 140 pounds. Oh, we have. <laughs> We're at 140. Oh, get into it. Work. Um, still a fat bitch, but hey, I love that about me. So, yes, <laughs> thick queen. I feel like that's always been like the big antithesis for me. Is like really about like my body image, and I think we spoke to it before in that our body image episode. But that's really where I think a lot of those like bad thoughts and the nasty things that Atlantis is saying. It's usually always about my body and how that correlates to me not having enough worth um because i'm not at some sort of like ridiculous standard of beauty that's mm. not actually real so yeah the gag is it's not actually real yeah it's all fake bullshit made up by some white men or sitting around a fucking boardroom table yeah but this alana she gets you to believe it oh in because she's incessant she just sits there always telling you you're reaching for a chip oh another one bitch and then you start to sound like Alanis, too. Mm, she got you, know you I mean? trapped in your mind. She yeah. accepted you. She living there rent-free all the time. Oh, she's got to pay up now. That shit, though. <laughs> Here's the gag. She's getting evicted. So There you go. There you Bye. Go. Yeah. It's a court order. So <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, squatting. Yeah. What about you? What's she saying to you? I, for me, it, it ties back to that feeling of being late that we did at the top mm. of the show. Um, being, quote, late for life, if that makes sense. Like, I need to get to and or maintain tens across the board around all areas of my life. 
Oh yeah. Yes. So like if I'm talking career, it's like if I'm not getting a title increase every two years or a pay increase every year, then you're trash. Or if it's like, I should be at the point of being able to afford a house right now, but you're not, so you're trash. Or I shouldn't be sitting up in a depression spiral all weekend because I can't get out of bed. Because you should know the tools by now to prevent this from happening. So guess what? You're trash. So like, if I'm not optimally performing at all the time again to some ridiculous standard that i've set for myself yeah complete dumpster fire like i feel like a dumpster fire an inferno just of hot garbage just swirling around Uh, the smell is accurate though that 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 you have i fine (laughs) (laughs) oh you know isn't it funny though like i think it's really funny when you talk about self-worth i feel like um like for myself particularly like a lot of it was oh i'm not here i didn't reach the standard i didn't achieve have this achievement and it's but it's when i and in the same vein if i was to describe myself none of those things would be part of my character uh the gag and the goopery right right like that's a like if you ask me who i am I'm not going to tell you my job. I'm not going to tell you my salary. I'm not going to tell you my title at work. I'm not going to tell you my fucking, like, the number on the scale. I mean, I might actually. I I would probably tell you the number on the scale, but that's (laughs) because I'm proud of the work I've done. But that saying, like, you, it's funny that all of these things weigh so heavily, but at the same time, we don't consider them actually a part of who we are intrinsically inside. Yeah, very much that. Very much that. However... However, these thoughts, these feelings, this Alanis still talk about all the external factors and it still hurts. It still hurts us so much, even though we know we, our character is not truly aligned to this external factors. Oh, go on about that hurt though. Go on about that hurt. It hurts. So like the feeling is insanity. Like the feeling that you're not good enough. Like for me, like, when this Alanis is all up in my ear, I feel subhuman. I feel like a second-class human being. Like, I'm not deserving to be seen, be a part of society as as a whole. Like, there is a part of not deserving to be around, you know? Which is It's that sense of not deserving, yeah. Yeah. For me, I always equate it to that feeling of, like, it's like when you're like young, right? And we, as kids, we all love Halloween, especially as a little gay. Come on, dress up. We live for that. Oh, uh, we fancy... live for it in our thirties. Yeah, a bit of fancy dress, mate. Just a bit of fancy dress. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but and so it's like that moment when you're like, oh my god, it's Halloween. I'm gonna wear my costume to school, and then you get to school and you realize no one else is wearing their costume. <laughs> And you're there by yourself looking like a fucking, like you're supposed to be in school. You belong there, but you don't feel like you belong there because now you look, you feel like you look like an idiot just because you look different. Very, mm, very that. But right before you went to school, right before, right before your mom dropped you off, you got off the bus, you were like, you are feeling yourself. You were feeling your oats. You were like, yes, this costume's you great. Just like, Come on with this Dracula cape because that's what every little gay does. <laughs> you just love a cape moment. Just that was only two years, okay? <laughs> Oh my god, did you go as Dracula two years in a row too? Or was that just me? I think it was just like a a laziness thing, but yes. <laughs> Same. Like, there's no costume. Um, and my parents are like, we're not buying you shit. So you can deal do with the it. same thing as last year. It's gonna yeah. be fine. <laughs> but it's I think what drives it is like that that Alanis is so good at convincing you that you're an imposter, that you don't belong here. Mm. And it's because there's at some point, what I realized for myself was that at some point I was very disconnected with myself and I started to numb instead of comfort. And because of that, I lost a sense of who I authentically was, or I started to speak negatively to my authentic self. Mm. That little gay little boy who wanted to go to Dra- as Dracula to school and be like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> 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 like, I was just as mean to him as Atlantis was mean to me. 
and it's that shit like it just um, she gets you yeah she gets in your head and it's you know it's like it's not just Atlantis it's like everyone in the world or it's one little thing and then like that kind of scars you and it's not just her it's like you know the some like the person on the bus making a like giving you side eye like is he gay is is he gay <laughs> it's that person in high school doing that shit to you or whatever it's all those things and it's like that the weirdest part is like you is the conflict of like no i'm supposed to be here but i just like cannot for the life of me feel connected to here yeah 100 percent. what what you just said was really insightful about it is because that Atlantis didn't just appear out of nowhere. That Atlantis is external, first and foremost. It starts from that side eye on the bus. It starts from that side comment our guardian or parents said. And we internalize that. And that's when those voices manifest into Canadian pop star in our head. And, like, recite all those things. I just hate that it's a Canadian. I just <laughs> Can we just say... Canada is just, like, the store brand of America. And America's already trash, so, like... Mm -hmm. Fair. But you know what? Market Pantry has some good stuff. That's fine. What's Market Pantry? It's the Target brand. Oh! <laughs> it's the Target Kirkland. We're on a budget. I mean, hey, I don't need name brand napkins all the time, so... Oh, you know what, though? Can I ask you something? Can I ask oh. you a question? Um... No, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> imagine just oh okay well signing off uh, <laughs> so i guess so alanis is in your ear and like what was she telling you get into your feelings girl starts crying <laughs> i mean what else is new uh it feels very much like i'm trying to catch the bart the bart has already docked the doors are open but i'm still at the top of the stairs like, I see the BART opening, and it's my train, and it's the end of the night. So it's like, I got to make this one, or it's another, what, 30 minutes before the next one? So I'm running my ass trying to make it to this BART, just, like, down the stairs, just, like, full speed, with my backpack just jiggling everywhere. All those keychains just jangling. Jingle, jangle. But then I get five, six feet away from the door. Like, I can't even touch the door yet, so I can't pry it open. And, you know, it just closes in front of my face it's that moment yes it's that moment of frustration because like my ass is working all up in here trying to catch this train and i just missed it mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like shame and embarrassment compared to that oh everyone at the train is staring at you and giggling to themselves because i'm Everybody. in the front seat watching you and not even trying to help open those doors no 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 yeah. no no exactly yeah. like you know everyone on that train has just saw you run like a damn fool just to not make it yeah. and everyone does the same thing they're watching you and then it's the the disappointing like glance away like oh i pity you girl oh so sorry so close <laughs> just didn't make it and i know this for a fact because flip the tables i am that bitch too i'm like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> it's watching someone parallel park oh my like you're like oh yeah. my god i'm supporting you but like this is hard like do you but like Ooh. it's watching someone try to parallel park in a compact spot with like a ford f-150 girl Where it's like girl go find a parking lot use park hero or something and go find a lot get out yeah. of here they're on their like 42 point turn like it's <laughs> It's a struggle bus, girl. Like, I couldn't. But yeah, it's just frustration, anger, embarrassment, and it's all just turn inward. And those are the feelings that make me like, well, you're trash. You don't deserve, like, it removes my feeling that I belong. What? It's that, um, that ill-fated effort, right? That's very, like, a de defeating yeah to like know that like the effort was in vain very that very that question is though mm. was it well if alanis is driving then i'm gonna think so yeah she's <laughs> gonna be in your ear like mm -hmm. see i done told you mm -hmm. yeah you should have got that uber bitch that's what you get for trying to catch a train at 10 30 at night dummy i have i have a question sir i have a <laughs> pick, pick me pick me pick me pick me <laughs> 
<laughs> um, you're at the bar doors. They close. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there. Everyone's staring at you. I'm in the like the handicap seat, laughing my ass off at your dumb ass. Per usual. Yeah. And um, what then are you then telling yourself after Atlantis has been in your ear? Like, how does that experience shape your own perception of your worth? Ooh, how does she incept my mind? Yeah. And tell me. Ultimately, she's telling me, like, I'm not enough. All of this effort, everything that you're doing, how hard you're working, what you're trying to strive for. Mm-hmm. Guess what, girl? It's never going to happen. Very Ayana Van Zandt. <laughs> like, Is it like in the sense that you don't deserve it or it's not in the cards for you? Either or both. Por que no los dos? It depends on the situation. It depends if, whether if it's like, depending on the area of life, it's like, oh, this, this job wasn't meant for you. Or you're not you're not meant to. Mo, oh, yeah. Own property. Maybe it's just not it's not for you. Yeah. She convinces me that that's the truth, but cognitively, logically, I know that's not true. But girl, she can she is a used car salesman. Like oh yeah, she'll get you into that '96 Honda with like the one spare wheel and the only one dial in the car. And it turns on the heat, no air conditioner. But I'm like, this was such a great deal. <laughs> she convinces you that, right? Like, yeah. That like, yeah, this is cool. And then you try to like justify it as like, oh, this is good. When you know damn well it's that not. you wanted that Ford F-150 so you could also 42 point park. <laughs> Ew, you in a truck would be hilarious to me. I'm panicking already just thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, Arnold never drives, so there's that. Yeah, so like, Alanis is really good at convincing you of it. And for me, what this bitch was telling me after she was like, your fat ass needs to fucking go home and take that stupid shit off because you just look like a sick piece of shit, was that I just wasn't worthy of love, affection, connection, all of that. And Mm -hmm. it was like, I had convinced myself that because of my body, I was more of a detriment rather than like a supplement or like a great addition to everyone around me. But mm. case in point, if my friends wanted to go on a hike, I was the one that I knew I was going to hold them back because my fat ass could not keep up. And instead of like joining them and just trying to like hoof through it, <sighs> hoof. <laughs> <laughs> um, Instead of doing that, I would like pull back and just sit at home. And then I would be like sad. So then I would go and I would continue to feed the bullshit that she was saying by like eating stuff and just like devouring all my emotions. But yeah, she just convinced me that I was not worthy because one, I couldn't keep up and I was just going to hold people back or I wasn't enough or I wasn't going to be able to like please my lover because I was so fat or some bullshit like that. And yeah, that shit really makes you feel unworthy in so many ways. The withdrawal, protective, defensive behaviors. Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do it. So we're gonna withdraw because that's what's gonna keep us safe. Exactly, and it's that numbing thing, right? You, you instantly, instead of comforting your authentic self and being like, "Well, my fat ass wants to go on that," and like, I could just do it, and like, or I could do a portion of it, or I could at least try. And, like, I do want to be that person that goes on those hikes, but, like, oh, well. And you also just sit here and make three triple-decker peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and slam them while I'm watching Iron Garden, so. I mean, both are very fun options. I mean, she was making meatloaf. <laughs> if you've never watched a white woman make meatloaf, oh, you are in for a treat. Because there is not a lick of seasoning in that motherfucker. <laughs> not a lot of ketchup. We're going to have five pounds of ground beef and a teaspoon of salt. If you like it spicy. Yeah. It's a little spicy. <laughs> I hate it. Jeffrey. Uh... Oh, my God. I've right. always fantasized about having, like, a Jeffrey where it's, like, you're gone oh. all fucking week. I thought that sentence was going somewhere else. And I'm like, girl, I know sometimes we have questionable taste, but talk about questionable. 
Everyone has a daddy kink. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, but not about Jeffrey. <laughs> They're still yeah, standing. Def- <laughs> he is more of like a gnome. Yeah. A gnome kink. I just love a pointy hat and a long white beard. <laughs> Come on, Santa. Um, but yeah, I think it really convinces you that you're not. Obviously, you're not worthy because we're talking about self-worth, but it's just that you don't deserve those things because you can't have them. You couldn't possibly hold those things or possess them or achieve them. So, bitch, turn around and take your ass back home. But what I want to know and then get into is that we've already, like, established that this Miss Canadian pop star just doesn't appear out of nowhere. It comes from somewhere. So where she come from? <laughs> what the fuck record label signed her and put her in this car? Yeah, and also why haven't we kicked her out yet? Um well for me it was It's obviously like there's so many things I think when it comes to like weight and like body image where we're constantly being just like bombarded with imagery of like an ideal right constantly Mm -hmm. and i think that 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 kind of um that barrage of media was supplemented by my parents constantly reminding me that i was overweight i wasn't the right size i mean i can't remember my dad like making me and my best friend growing up he was like see how your stomach is so much bigger than his girl yeah so it's like It's things like that, that like where it starts at home and then you go to school and someone makes like a fat joke at your expense. And it's like those things just compound. And then so, yeah, it's just easier to stay hidden and behind those walls than to have to expose yourself to that kind of like trauma constantly. So (laughs) the calls are coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) Always. And that's always yeah. the gag, yeah. Yeah. I mean, where were her calls coming from, though? I Similarly, there's a multi... It's a seven-layer bean dip of where Ooh. this all comes from. But, like, three days old. So it's, like, it's been in the fridge, it's been mashed around, and it's been swirled up and entangled in everything. So I like, love that you say that as a deterrent, but I'm still going to fucking just plow through that bean dip. You can't I stop mean, me. Same, same. And that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, similar to you, it obviously some of it comes from parental, you know, a big old Asian stereotype as succeeding and achievement mm-hmm. for me is really where the, the sense of worthiness kind of ties in, or that's where my Alanis ties my worthiness to is the sense of achievement. So of course, yeah. like growing up Asian, like a lot of people go through this like the expectation is for you to perform and to succeed yeah. and that's when you would get like acknowledgement praise for like proving metrics like getting the good grade getting you know into the honor class getting into the good college and those are the like the milestones in which you would get like praise and support so of course with a developing brain um equating you know, all of that praise and attention to worthiness. So my brain likes to go, oh, achievement means you get to stay and you get to exist. Yes. You're finally seen when you achieve. That's That's, That's the time they see you. Yeah. So it's, it's all around to achievement. And of course it's not just parents and everything. Like we live in fucking capitalist, capitalist society. Yeah gains money coins baby coins for the dwells i mean that's like we have a whole culture around it girl we grew up watching mtv cribs oh yeah i've you know how many nights i've stayed up staring at my ceiling questioning why i didn't have a microwave in my bathroom Mm. i could be taking a dump and eating a hot pocket at the same time missy elliott has a whole miss pac-man in her bedroom i don't know what does pac-man sound like oh my yeah it's so like i think for my parents it was like in the Samoan culture achievement is definitely there so it was like they're constantly bombarding me with the grade thing too 
So yeah. there's definitely that woven into my like sense of self-worth, but there's also this like sense of service defining your worth. How much service can you be to this family? How much service can you be to the community? How much service can you provide? Mm. And like, if you're ugly and you're fat, no one wants to see you. No one wants to like, you know, can I like, can, could my parents parade me around and do whatever, you know, you know, that thing where it's like, oh my God, show them that thing you did. Show them that, show them that drawing you did. Show them the paper you made. Show them the new dance that you learned. Come on, come on, come do it. Come do it. It's like, if I, but because I was fat, it was just like that list was shortened. Mm -hmm. And so like my worth subsequently was also shortened and minimalized because of that. And it's bullshit can i just say it's bullshit it is it is but it still hurts the same because again developing brains we internalize it we internalize those i don't want to say values but they kind of do turn into a weird sense of validation for us and yeah i still very much struggle with that well, because it's constantly still reinforced, right? Where it's like, you could be at work, right? And for you, it would be like, you know, you don't hear shit from your boss for three weeks. God, like, I wish. What? Oh, God, wouldn't it be lovely? Ugh. If I get one more fucking slack. But you could, like, hear nothing from them all week. But that's like, and you're like, oh, thank God. But then when they do talk to you, you're just like, fucking hell, I don't want to hear this. But the one time, the one time they say, oh, my God, great job on that presentation your heart like has a bit of a flutter i don't know that experience (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's very much it's nice to be it's there's a sense of like yeah some little dopamine rush serotonin being like oh yes i've succeeded in someone else's eyes well let me ask you then what are you doing about it are you doing any like how is she how are you responding to this awakening of what drives your worth double pronged approach okay so we Ooh, all we left two fingers mm. oh. <laughs> does the whole just fist kidding sometimes. slip the whole fist <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a bag of cuties i'm not here for it <laughs> just and it's the Costco bag, honey. Oh, dear Lord. Wow. You you really do like to achieve big, don't you? <laughs> There's a two-pronged approach. So we've already established Alanis is always in the car because right. she's been manifested. She she in that backseat. Someone needs to get that bitch her license so she can drive herself. Girl, can't. So there are methods before she gets into... The driver's seat so a lot of what we're doing we're just we're talking about it we apply logic to it we understand the stories to it we write it down we mm-hmm. we talk to ourselves in the way that we are kind of talking through it now like okay why do i feel this way where do we think it comes from how does it make me feel a is lot of that in our dialogue yeah. conversations with yourself is it true with hell no it's not so yeah it's not just recognizing you're having an experience understanding what you're telling yourself that experience means the story Mm -hmm. that you're creating about yourself where is it coming from if you want to get really deep and then knowing that it's not true so that's kind of like the arc of like before she gets you know her hands on the wheel so that's the first cutie oh Oh, come on (laughs) there we go but sometimes that Atlanta's a little sneaky Sometimes she's just going to take the wheel and go off the damn roads quicker than you can, you can put, what is that? The club, the club. Okay. Before you can put the club on so she can't get her hands on the wheel. Sometimes she just sneaks her way into that driver's seat and she is just fully off-roading. We're talking flips, dips, tricks, and all of the above. And no amount of talking is going to set you back straight. Like we need to, we need to take some action. Yeah. physical action like for me it's like since this worthiness wound like this specific worthiness wound is tied to achievement merit um success um i have to do something that is purely intrinsic and for me that's that's always been that's always been dance like it's cathartic it is because 
for me, dance has always been for the sake of doing it. Like I've never auditioned for a team. I've never practiced for a performance. And a lot of this is because my college counselor uh-huh. said like, what do you do just for the sake of doing it? And I didn't really have anything. So I started going to dance. Um, and now what I hold dance to is like purely that intrinsic, I am doing it just for the sake of doing it. It is me for like two hours, just Cassie, me and you video, just me and the mirror. It makes me be present in the moment and just do it for the sake of doing it. Well, that's that connection with your authentic self, right? Like, exactly. It's that moment to really like go back and do something and connect with like who you are your most authentic version of yourself really is and like feeding that person feeding that person yeah stick it all in their mouth um but yeah either way we have the cuties so it's a costco size bag so just grab one um but yeah it's that i think it's those moments of like trying to find like a connection back to that self which easier said than done because it's like you could i know so many people who still haven't figured out what that is myself included sometimes so it's tough but like alanis gets in front of the wheel yeah but in those moments you forget that you're even fucking driving you don't hear alanis anymore and you only are listening to and serving your own self like you say alanis get in the back because i'm driving you're going to wait in this car while I walk into this dance studio and get my Cassie on. So hmm. 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 how about that? But let me turn it back on you. When you know Alanis is driving, how are you going to take the seat back? Well, since we're talking about cars, let me take you on a bit of a journey. The way she used to deal with Miss Alanis was I literally wasted every dollar I earned on clothing and shoes <laughs> and sunglasses. Arnold, tell him how many sunglasses I have. Don't tell him how many sunglasses I have. The limit does not. I can't do that math. (laughs) It's too many. But (laughs) so the way I initially coped with like that feeling of like my body image not being horrible was trying to just cover it up and adorn it with all these things that were like quote unquote cool or trendy to try to like camouflage my unhappiness. Mm. If that makes sense. Jingle the keys, darling. Jingle Jingle the the keys, keys. darling. Jingle the keys. And so it was a lot of that. And like, none of that actually served me. I've always loved, like, I I love putting a look together. And it's not for anyone. And it's like, when people are like, oh my God, he looks good. I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) Duh. (laughs) I put this together. Of course it looks good. Um, But at the same time, it just was like, you know, when you're a teenager and you first started like, your your hormones start going off. (laughs) So it's... Like, even going to the grocery store, you're, like, spraying Axe body spray under every crevice in your body. What? Yeah, we were there. We were all there. I uh, okay, Victoria fucking love spells, just spritzing behind the ears. <laughs> She's an old Spice Girl, but we digress. <laughs> That's not a girl. That is a geriatric man. <laughs> you said we all have daddy issues, so there's mine. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, I was that person up, like... Up until a couple years ago, like if I was just going to like a convenience store, I would go take a shower. I would go because I was so afraid of like further reducing my image to that sloppy version, to that sloppy, fat, unworthy version that Atlantis kept shouting in my ear. Mm. And so I would try to do everything I could except for actually addressing the issue. Yeah. Jingle the keys. Look over here. Let's distract. Yeah. I would do everything because instead of like dealing with that issue, I was just numbing. And Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, so it wasn't working. However, I think it was like, I went to therapy. So then, you know, you start learning a bunch of like hibbity hobbity who things to do when you're feeling sad and whatnot. But I think the big thing for me that really started, like that was the catalyst for the like change was questioning Alanis yeah and like really asking her like okay first of all bitch like I hear you I'm fat I'm ugly whatever says who though like it was really like consider the source right mm-hmm. so like for me Alanis was living at home too she wasn't just in the car she was at home she was like oh, yeah. you know my family and so 
I really start to like question that source. And I'm like, case in point, when you work in apparel and someone comes up to you and tries to make a com- like a comment about your look, you know, damn well, you're like, bitch, you need to take several seats and sit down. Cause I know damn well, you ain't trying to talk about this look right now. When you over here in stonewashed, relaxed jeans, bitch, you're not, cause you what, cause you what you consider the source. Like, who mm-hmm. the fuck are you? You have no credit or clout or authority on this matter. And so it was starting to ask those questions where I'm like, who the fuck is, like, my dad, who's also a portly gentleman, and <laughs> who is he to tell me whatever, you know? And it's yeah. like, I think when you start, like, trying to recognize the trauma behind the voice that's in your head, in terms of, like, the voice of the other person or whoever that, whatever that source is, when I mean, you try to look at the trauma up behind that source... Mm-hmm. It starts to really fade that, like, the merit behind those words as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was that. Like, my, I mean, my mom making a comment about, like, how I'm looking a little big. And it's like, girl, you are in a 22 right now. Like, no Tino shade. That's fine. But, like, who are you to be talking about skinny minis when it's, like, you clearly shopping in the plus section over at Chico's. So. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. It's fair. So but yeah, that's that's that thing where again, shout out to therapy. But yeah, it helps you actually just see the fact that there there are Alanises in the car with you. Yeah. Like before that, you 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 think you're driving. Yeah, you think it's just you, and then you look around and you're like, oh shit, we over capacity in this bitch. Exactly. And then you're like, excuse me, Miss Alanis, who gave you your record deal? <laughs> Let me. Who manifested you in this car right now? Can I ask you something? <laughs> but it's that. So then in similar in a similar vein, the way like dance was cathartic for you, that's how I somehow finally found or approached working out. Mm-hmm. Where it was just a moment just for me. I wasn't with anyone. I wasn't doing it to like post all over my Instagram that I'm fucking working out or I'm losing weight. Cause like this is just my thing, like hustle and silence type of shit. Mm-hmm. And it really just gave me like that same thing, like an hour or two, where uh, mostly just an hour, maybe 35 minutes, but like neither here nor there. Uh, but just time for myself to really focus on me and like sit in my thoughts. But like, there's nowhere I can go. I'm just here like working out. Like there's nothing I can do other than work out. So like, yeah. Like you're going to have to think. <laughs> yeah. But like coming out of it, it's just like, it's not like you just feel better because you went and did that, but it's like that time to sit there and process a lot of that too and really like rethink it and like mm. like again ask that question like who the fuck is Alanis to be talking about this she don't even have her license the fuck get out of the car <laughs> bitch over here trying to tell me what to do do you have google maps on your phone you don't that's right <laughs> so yeah it was that i think that's what really helped me to f- start reclaiming some of that um mm. like redefining what my worth was yeah, but girl, it's still a struggle. Like, it is a continuous oh, struggle. Yeah. I mean, and that's something, we've always said that, though. And, like, that's just, that's the joie de vivre, you know? Like, it's a constant battle, and you have to, it, you always got to be ready to knock that bitch in the teeth. Well, well, now we've figured out the source of Atlantis. How do you feel about your self-worth now, and how are you defining it? Ooh, um, well, taking back to the the specific worthiness of like tied to merit, um, I'm always going to say a therapy always helps because therapy allows you to have the language to understand, you know, allows you to hold it. Yeah, you should definitely yeah. go to therapy and not listen to a podcast of two queens just bitching about their problems. Girl, we're not giving advice. We just talk about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> This is just a narcissist podcast. Tap in. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, therapy always helps. Like it helps me see the Alanises in the core. Mm, mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's not about kicking the Alanises out of the car. Mm -hmm. It's learning to drive while they're there. You know? Yeah. Because the Alanises, as, as annoying as... I don't want to say toxic, um, kind of hurtful as they are. In their mind, they're trying to do things in service of you. They're trying to help. With them backseat driving, they think they're helping. Oh, yeah. That's... 
So like the blind these, leading the blind. <laughs> these intrusive thoughts, they're all just kind of ways in which we think we're keeping ourselves safe from mm -hmm. feeling disconnected, like feeling that you're not belonging. So in terms of my personal wounds, like the Alanis that's saying, oh, do more, do better, keep going, is just a subconscious strategy saying, hey, we associate worthiness to achievement. So if we achieve, we will always have worthiness. But the way that we view it now, thanks to therapy, now that we see the Solanus, is that pitch worthiness is just inherent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, you on this earth, you in this existence, you are worthy of being. Every human is worth, well, I mean. No, I no, we're not. Human? Okay, every human. All right, every human. But if we're yeah, going to say it, we're going to say it. Everyone you're... is deserving of that. Like, your existence, you deserve to exist. Because, yeah, because we're here. Exactly. And you know what? Tied back to achievement and my societal pressure of, like, capitalism and all of that. Girl, we're all, always going to take it back to colonialism. Like, Come girl, on. ancestors knew this. Ancestors... All of us back indigenous days, being alive, animism, just appreciating existence overall. Then we got some white man coming over saying value is in what we can build. Value is what we can show, what we can conquer. What we can exploit. Yeah. Instead of just, just being. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. again, thank you, therapy, because decolonization work, talk about it a lot is getting back to kind of those roots as well. So we're we're doing a lot of intersectional kind of belief patterns and reframing of just where worthiness lies. Exactly. I mean, bitch, the fact that you're here right now in this moment is a fucking miracle. Yeah. 200 years ago, you could have died in like the first 10 minutes of coming out that vagina. Yeah. Ugh, what a, yeah. What a, <laughs> death after coming out of that thing. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is like, Every moment in itself is something, and like, this is going to be where I'm very new age, but like every moment that you experience is something sacred, is something holy, whatever you want to call it, it's special. And it's like, it's proof that you are worthy of being here because you experienced it. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, oh, I know this now, now everything's all gravy. Clearly, I still struggle with it. Remember when she said she spent the, the whole weekend in a bit? <laughs> yeah, that was that was true. Um, when I got through all the Avengers movies, it was fine. Uh, um, numbing. No, holding that truth doesn't make it go away. Mm -hmm. It just holding the truth makes it a little easier to manage when Alanis does take the wheel. Because Alanis will still take the wheel. Yeah. A lot of the times. And... It's up to our job to see her, remember, hey, my worthiness is inherent, and slowly just, like, push her to the back seat. Yeah, just... You don't know her. Just sit back there and shut your damn mouth. Just shut it. I know you're trying to help, but you're not. You're just yeah. really not at this moment. But anyways. <laughs> Completely. God, she's such a fucking bitch. <laughs> she, she's doing her best. I have compassion for my Alanises. You know what? I hope we get to meet her one day so that... Girl, we... you have. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning. <laughs> but we're gonna turn it back on you. Flip it around and throw it at me. What's her sense? Where's she at? Um, as of late, I feel like I'm in a very... See, there's even, like, an apprehension to say it. Like, I'm at a very, like, I feel like I'm in a very positive place on myself for it. And I think a lot of that has just been due to, like, a lot of the, I've been doing the work. You know, I'm just doing the work <laughs> every day. I'm doing the work. No, what does that work for me? That work is really putting myself in uncomfortable situations, whether it's, like, putting myself out there and dating. 
that shit is fucking scary after not doing it for your whole life mm-hmm. or going to the gym when i go to like a fucking and i don't go to like a 24-hour fitness i go to like a powerlifting gym now where the men are just these like mountainous creatures of men who can like lift school buses and i'm sitting there struggling just trying to put the damn plate on the bar <laughs> sometimes but it's like it's just doing that and i think it's doing that but also remaining hyper present in that moment like yeah. i'm not like i'm acknowledging like the thoughts of like oh see you did this last time and that happened and it's like yeah girl we did do that last time but last time was last time and right now is right now so let's try it again and we're going to use the knowledge from last time to make sure we don't fuck up like that again and if we do say la vie bitch and I'm also, I'm not worried about what's going to happen next. Oh, if I do fuck up, what's going to happen? Everyone's going to look at me, blah, blah, blah. You know how many times I made a fool of myself in the gym? It's disgusting. Countless. It's ungodly. But it's just remaining hyper-focused in that present moment and being able to try to, like like we were saying, appreciate this exact moment as, like, something special to be experienced. And, like, recognizing that, like, I'm lucky in being able to experience that. I'm lucky, like, it's a privilege to be, like, this stressed and this anxious sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people who just, like, they've got far worse problems or they can't even, like, get to, like, worrying about something as silly as, like, making a fool of yourself in the gym. It's, like, trying to be aware of all that shit. And so I think that helps to, like, really reinforce the value that I'm of this of the new narrative that i'm telling myself where i'm like oh you are so worth that bitch you deserve all this shit you deserve a brand new subaru because like that's what every gay gets in their 30s is a subaru <laughs> i want it out back i'm just saying and i want it out uh, back i was <laughs> like i was like what does that have to do with cores <laughs> but yeah it's just i think it's their being present for me has been a very effective um, strategy in redefining my self-worth because it's allowed me to not let the anxiety of my past or my future impact how I'm like appreciating the current moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. That stupid thing that every therapist likes to talk about. But well, goddamn, is it important? Fucking right. I hate when they're right, which is most of the time. Yeah. Most <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. Most I'm not the saying time. they're not always right. Just most of the time. It's like they studied it or something weird. Uh, well, I guess then. God damn it, Arnold, motherfucker! Oh, we're not good at this. Son of a bitch. All right. Fine. Excuse us while we take a quick break and you listen to a word from our sponsor. Are we back? I think we're back. God, I gotta get one of these fucking cuties out of me. There's too many in there. (laughs) (laughs) I've put in three more. Um, She was feeling a bit scurvy-ish, so that just get it right in the bloodstream. You should have shoved a lime up there, too, just for good measure, you know? Who says there's not one already? (laughs) There's a whole cornucopia of citrus up that ass. (laughs) (laughs) just smells like an orange Julius in this pussy. <laughs> what a scent. Oh, my God. Who doesn't love an orange Julius? Rest in peace. But yeah. Are they gone? I think they're gone forever, girl. Yeah. The pandy has taken too much from us. Mm, so much. Actually, I think it was before. The pandy. Don't ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, take it away, girl. Wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. Honestly... In the times where we let Alanis take control of the story that we say about the darker parts that we think about ourselves, what we perceive to be the darker parts we think about ourselves, we just got to remember that it is a story. It is not true. And nothing can remove your inherent worthiness. Fact. Knowing that is like, knowing is half the battle. Like, that's literally... A really nice, like, mental anchor for me when I'm spinning off yeah. the road. And then, much to your point, just finding things that align to who you are, whatever that is for you. That's the hardest part, too. But it's it's the key. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And know that the work is never done. Like, Alanis is always going to be in this fucking car. Yeah, she's your co-pilot for life, unfortunately. So it's not about, you know, suppressing her, smothering her. It's... It's about learning to drive with her. Yeah. 
leverage those insecurities. Leak that sex tape. You know what I mean? Just just know where she is. She's in the car. She's trying to do what's best for you. She just doesn't know how to do it. She can't figure out Google Maps. It's not her fault. She's on an Android. It's like all she has is Candy Crush and like WhatsApp. That's it. She's doing her best, but so should you. And your best is better. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, you wouldn't control. It's your car. It's your car. This is your Outback, damn it. This is your Subaru. (laughs) (laughs) But take it away for us, girl. Wrap this up in a nice little bow. Stop listening to that bitch sometimes, too. Fuck. That's... No, I mean... I mean, yeah, you should, actually. Just stop listening to her, because it's legit. Like, I would say, if I had to give anyone advice on it, I would say your best option is to just remain present. Don't let Alanis's from past or Alanis's from future drown out the sound of the experience you're having right now, whether it's good or bad. Like, don't let any of that preconceived notion dissuade you from actually experiencing it. And when you do, just recognize that that's special. Like, there's something special in that. And in that, you experiencing special things is just validation that you are of infinite value and worth. Mm-hmm. So get into this presence, more, more. Get into it. Hunty. So- Gagatrandra. We're done. <laughs> House down boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Have we arrived? Have we, we arrived, arrived, darling? So we've reached that part of the show where we go into our Instagram feeds, look up the memes, the quotes, the reels that really just tear down deep into our soul, pull up our deepest trauma, and just slap us across the face with it. And a nice little segment we like to call, How How Dare Dare You? You? So mine comes from NY Therapist. That's all one word, NY Therapist. And this one says, most of us have confused our identities with our coping mechanisms. Bitch. Girl, what did we just be talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Haha, I'm so funny and humorous. Just a fucking defense mechanism. (laughs) No, it's it's the same thing. Just we align our worthiness with external factors. Like we align, like we think we are our behaviors which really we are what we think about our behaviors. But anyways, drag us, mom. All right. So mine is from this Instagram where they just post a lot of like cool new age shit, but like stuff that you're like, God damn you. Um, It's 1-800-SAINT-CHIRON, but it's like one underscore 800 underscore St. Chiron. Um, And if you don't know how to spell Chiron, open the fucking Odyssey and look it up. Jesus. Um... But so this one says, was I put here by God to unconditionally love people who treat me like dirt? Or was I put here by dirt to unconditionally love myself who treats me like God? And that is true. That is fucking true. Because we're talking about what self-worth and value. And you have that power, mama, to give yourself that. Not these other bitches. Not Alanis who's in your ear talking some dumb shit. It's you. So treat yourself like the God that you are. Real God complex, these two. (laughs) (laughs) Us narcissists? No. Never. Never. But subscribe. (laughs) I guess that's it then. That's us. That's us done then. Send us out then. Let's go. All right. Thanks again for listening, all you tens of people. Don't forget to follow us on IG at podcastberrythats. While you're there, you can hit up our individual Instagrams. You know we're not going to say it. They're too damn long. And if you have questions about your worth, shoot us an email at podcastverythat at gmail.com. That is podcastverythat at gmail.com. Also, our pin fundraiser is still going on. Y'all may have forgot because we've been away for a bit, but it is still going on. Thank you. For those who have already purchased, we're about 30% to our donation goals. So keep the orders coming. You can find the link at our Instagram in our link tree. It is $15 and you get two 
exclusive pins and all the proceeds go to the National Asian American Pacific Islander Mental Health Association. We get none of it. Do some good. Do some good, people. And that's it. Bye. It's ASMR. Get it? No. I'm going to get these cuties out. Bye. (laughs) Bye.